Welcome to Writer's Radio. I'm Ingrid Rose, your host for the first of two programs to honor the turning of a challenging year. We're featuring writers who contributed to our treasure trove of storytelling and responded to the theme, A Door is Opening. The writers are Chad Norman from Nova Scotia, Canada, Kate Bird from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, Jeremy Page from Sussex, England, and Sarah Kneber from Galliano Island, British Columbia, Canada. First, we'll hear Chad Norman considering the challenges of his life as a writer. Chad Norman, and I certainly appreciate the opportunity to be part of The Doors Opening. Yes, uh, we're coming to the end of uh, another year, and in some ways it's been tough, in other ways it's been very uh, kind and most generous for myself, a new book, that will always do it. And also, here we are moving into December, and I have a new children's book on its way from India. So those are doors that have opened for me, and uh, uh, I would take the credit because I have opened them and have done a lot of that throughout my writing life. I've certainly been hooked up with publishers, but... uh, In most cases, it's been my hard work and a lot of cases, my perseverance that has brought these books to or manuscripts to fruition and uh, ended up between covers. And so I'm very happy with that. And at present, looking forward to as the year winds down, what the muse is going to bring. I have applied for some writing grants. Call me masochistic. Go ahead. But at this point, you know, I'm in my 60s and uh, not wanting to have to take up, you know, labor intensive jobs like I've had to in the past. So I'm hoping that uh, the grants will come through and I can get on with my new book, The Charity of uh, Clean Water. But a lot of the doors that open for me are due to myself, you know, kind of serving myself up uh, to the muse, to muses. I've always kept uh, one of Whitman's kind of advisory uh, comments close to my heart is be a reliable vessel. And uh, I've tried to do that over the years. And understand that it simply means when the poetry comes and is given and uh, be there to take it down, if it's uh, with a notebook or a voice recorder or whatever it is. So that's the reliable vessel. And it's just gotten easier over the years because I've, you know, had the opportunity to, to take from the generous muses. So, you know, this door opening is also health-wise, trying to keep healthy and 
do what I have to do, get out for walks, uh, take jobs that are not going to put me six feet under just for the sake of a paycheck. So I'm very happy to, uh, you know, look at that and, uh, you know, continue the path. And as the doors open, turn around and, and nod and say thank you. So I wish you all well for your 2023. And uh, the doors uh, remain open and you find ways that you can get through them. So Writers Radio, thank you very much for all that you've done for me. I'm certainly grateful. And uh, that's for it. And that's it here from Nova Scotia. And uh, Chad Norman signing out. Bye now. You've just been listening to Chad Norman talk about the challenges he faces as a writer and his hopes for his new project. Next, we have Kate Bird recounting her solo walk in Northumberland, Bamburgh Beach. It rained hard through the night, but by morning the sky was clear and the sun shone. It was day six of my eight-day walk on the Northumberland Coast Path in northeast England. My last day of beach walking, before the route headed inland, skirting the tidal mudflats of Holy Island. Days before leaving Vancouver, I learned my travelling companion couldn't make the trip. I'd never spent a month alone. I'd be fine in the cities, but I was trepidatious about the walk. Would I turn my ankle in the middle of nowhere, undiscovered for days? Had I read too many British murder mysteries? The recent deaths of three loved ones and my own illnesses and surgery had left me diminished physically and emotionally and sharply aware of my own mortality. Before I left home, I emailed myself a quote from Alistair Moffat's book To the Island of Tides, in which he recounts his pilgrimage walk to Holy Island. Moffat wrote, Now I realized I had come to this beautiful place to learn how to leave them, to learn how to live what remains of the rest of my life, and how to die when the time comes. I decided to turn this trip into a contemplative time, an opportunity to take stock, to envision a way forward. For six days I'd walked north, the deep dark might of the North Sea, dangerous and unpredictable, my steady companion. Even on a sunny September day, the harsh and desolate beauty of the rugged landscape conjured images of ferocious winter storms and a thousand shipwrecks. I encountered only the odd fishermen, dog walkers, a surfer. White-crested waves crash relentlessly on the golden beach under the glorious expanse of an ever-changing sky. 
All day long I put one foot in front of the other, hour after hour, fortified by salty sea air, invigorated with some of the North Sea's wild energy. My legs grew stronger, blood thrummed through my veins, and I felt vitally alive again, exhilarated by the renewed confidence in my aging body. From sea houses, I headed along a grassy headland above a stretch of rocky foreshore known as the Tumblers, then down to Bambara Beach, the vast stretch of sand stamped with hundreds of intricate patterns. To the north was Lindisfarne Castle on Holy Island, and offshore, the pale green mounds of the Farne Islands. After Monk's House rocks, I caught my first glimpse of Bambara Castle. I stopped to take photographs of the hugely elongated shadow of my body in front of me, the long line of my lone footprints behind. The owl-shaped stone, a memento of my long day's walking that fit perfectly in the palm of my hand. If I can do this, I thought, I can do anything. If we're not tested to our limits, how do we learn what our limits are? Months later, I often remind myself of the feeling I had that day on Bambara Beach and on other days during those four weeks. How I was forced to confront the challenges my body and mind presented and carry on. How by the time I returned home, I put the past few years behind me and it was the future I couldn't stop thinking about. Remember Bambara Beach. Push past your comfort zone beyond what you assume or have decided is your limit. Be brave, bold. Do your best to honor and bring to bear all the life still left in you. You've just been listening to Kate Bird reading Bambara Beach. Now for Jeremy Page, who returns to the house and street he's known since childhood in the avenue. and I'm going to read The Avenue from my second collection of poems, Closing Time, which was published by Pindrop Press in 2014. The Avenue. Time was, I knew the occupants of every terraced house, whether they took the mirror, express or sketch, where they went on holiday and what they tipped at Christmas. Rumour had it, Ralph Richardson once lived across the road from where my parents lived, next to the woods who'd lived there longer, next to the Hancocks, who'd lived there longer still, next to the Honeys, who'd surely seen the avenue built around them. On the other side, they dealt in God, big time, at the Kingdom Hall, where we played scratch cricket any day but Sunday, 
against thick glass doors. Today, there's still a patch of ground where number 13 stood, raised by the Luftwaffe and never rebuilt. Magnificent in its absence, the avenue's own ground zero. And the curtains are drawn where Harold Butterworth lived. He took the Soviet weekly and wore a Khrushchev hat, but everyone agreed he was too mad to be bad. I've seen the avenue in sunlight, rain and snow, as live spectacle and preserved on shaky Super 8, with more trees than now seem possible, and a solitary Morris Minor. Today it's to reclaim my innocence that I come here, to sleep in the bed where I dreamed the dreams of adolescence and learned what nightmare means. To this house from which, age five, in a winter when snow lay thick and powder fine for months, I ventured forth, took the first steps on the 800-yard journey to school, to terra incognita. It's Christmas Eve, and I'm not there, but I remember all those Christmas Eves I made my way down the avenue at dusk, looking in on all the lives in living rooms, the trees and paper chains and cribs, and I see time future contained in time past, and understand at last why home is where we start from. You just heard Jeremy Page reading The Avenue. We are closing with Sarah Knebber wrapping the Apre COVID blues to drum us awake. Hey, what now? People, we got the Apre COVID blues. through these times. For we've all been wrapped, wrapped and ripped with starlight. And of starlight, we've all been born. Sing, been gripped by the knowledge that together we hold strong. We hold strong because it seems our mind has blind enough surrendered to all of us. We fall in the divide of COVID fracture. Yeah, the fracture, low through the rapture. We have come. Have we masked a knowing future? We tumble and persist in this desperate given. What pulse is there among us? What is breathing us awake? Who are we to guide this earth? How did we fall into this mistake? She's the pulse among us all. Rearranging all our charged and changing bodies. Do they know which way to fall? 
will they release and re-encounter this new moment with its wild and tumbling fall? Arise now, bow deep within this heart that is breaking. There are bearings. Let us hear them. Let us hear them to beg forgiveness in our worn and weary hearts. May we rise with present culture holding high this petri dish of brimming blessings. Can we breathe together closely, mending sad and separate hearts? Will we remember why we came here? To dance a harmony of selves. Let us move with a peace that wanes inside us beyond our sad, silly self-self. Let us sing another tune to a love, a love collective mourning. I am listening, I am listening. Out of gloom and isolation. Wondrous glory of new bloom. May we resume our Earth's commune. Give us back our Earth commune. You just heard Sarah Never rapping Apre COVID Blues. You've been listening to Writers Radio's first of two end-of-the-year programs. A door is opening. The writers are Chad Norman, Kate Bird, Jeremy Page, and Sarah Knever. Much appreciation for my co-hosts and co-producers, Carol Harmon and Gary Sill, also our music maestro. And to you, our listeners, writers and readers. You have been listening to Writers Radio, a non-commercial collaborative project which presents talented writers reading their own work. These stories, essays, and conversations revisit the long tradition of oral storytelling that connects us to the inspiration behind the words. Be sure to check the website, writersradio.ca, to subscribe to our free notifications list. It's also a way of letting the writers know you are there and appreciating their creative work.
Writers Radio broadcasts from Half Moon Bay on the Sunshine Coast in Canada. Traditional tribal land of the Shishel Nation of the Coast Salish peoples. We express our gratitude for their wisdom teachings and land stewardship. Thank you.